G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and he's joining me again now. Hi, Lyle. Welcome back. G'day, Tracy. It was a busy time over the last few weeks, of course. There was uh, the Easter break, the Easter long weekend and Easter fest, and you were up there for that? Yeah, it was terrific to be back in my old hometown of Toowoomba for Easter fest. Uh, The weather was uh, absolutely perfect. And, uh, yeah, it was, again, a wonderful occasion. I think this is about the 16th Easter fest now. So, uh, yeah, just a terrific event. Always great to be there. I know that uh, while you were up there, you were involved in uh, quite a few discussions. Uh, There were several members of the the Christian community, both from the artistic sense of uh, musicians and the like, and there was a forum held. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I had the privilege of being involved in uh, a few forums, and one in particular with, uh, which included Dan Hesseltine, uh, the uh, front man of the uh, band Jars of Clay, who I followed for many, many years. used to take this group to see them when they'd come touring in Australia, uh, very influenced by their music. But uh, Dan was asked uh, about the issue of uh, marriage, and, um, and uh, this had been picked up in some Christian media in the US uh, just prior to his arrival uh, in Australia for Easter Fest, but uh, he's, he's now changed his tune on uh, the issue of marriage and supports its redefinition. And uh, that was quite a shock to be sitting uh, on a forum uh, panel at a major Christian event and uh, finding that uh, I was having to defend uh, the basics about marriage between a man and a woman and, uh, and why it's important for children. I guess on some senses that you could say that it's a little surprising, but on the other side of the coin, are we not seeing this sort of thing happening more and more from within some sections of the Christian church? We are definitely seeing it in places, Tracy. Um, I think it's very small at this stage, but I think there's a lot of people, and particularly younger leaders, perhaps like Dan, um, if I can generalise, who are very conflicted by what they see going on in the culture, um, they uh, obviously want to show love and compassion, which, of course, uh, I do as well. And, uh, and, of course, we must always show love and compassion to people. It's not our, we're not here arguing to try and put people down, but uh, we do need to be clear, I guess, uh, where... Not I guess. We do need to be clear where uh, we stand on the issue of marriage and why it's important uh, for children and, uh, and also why it's important for men and women. And uh, it's disappointing to see people like Dan um, perhaps uh, you know, going along with the, uh, the, the flow of our culture at the moment. And, and uh, we've lost our ability, it seems, in some areas of, of the Christian world to be countercultural uh, in a world that's going a different way uh, to the way that Christ would have us live. It seems to have come from this need within the church in some sectors who say, let's not cause offence to anybody because... Jesus wouldn't hurt people's feelings like that. But it's quite the contrary, isn't it? Because Jesus was always very direct, very open, very honest, and told people exactly where he stood. Yeah, Jesus had the amazing ability to um, to uh, show incredible love and compassion. If you take the woman caught in adultery, she was there being judged, about to be stoned. He intervened. But uh, as uh, 
as he uh, finished that intervention, he said to her, go and sin no more. So it wasn't some sort of uh, greasy grace. And uh, I think, you know, we would do well to remember the great uh, German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who himself stood against his culture. And uh, he's known for uh, criticising the church for for cheap grace. And uh, I think that's perhaps where we might be again at this time. Uh, we, we accept uh, cheap grace all too easily. And, uh, you know, Jesus himself was crucified by the culture because uh, uh, <laughs> they, they came to hate him for what he stood for. Now, but at, but at the same time, he could show incredible grace, humility and compassion. And I think uh, we've got to ponder this as we look at the various cultural trends that are occurring and uh, decide whether we capitulate go with the flow or whether we can show grace but firmness uh, in the face of of cultural trends which are clearly uh, against uh, human flourishing and of course against uh, scriptural teaching. And in fact one such trend in the US at the moment there's a case where three women uh, one of whom is pregnant are now referring themselves uh, referring to themselves I should say as being married. Yeah that's right Tracy um this is in Massachusetts in the United States Massachusetts was one of the first places in the world to legalize same-sex marriage. And, uh, of course, those of us who have been involved in this political debate for a long time have always said, if you extrapolate the logic, you you can't deny uh, marriage to groups of people, uh, to polygamous relationships, because if it is just about love, which is what we're constantly told, uh, then uh, you you logically can't stop this. And, of course, that's what these three uh, women in America uh, have done. They're just being honest. Uh, They say, we love each other. We're having a child uh, between the three of us. Uh, through uh, anonymous sperm donation and IVF, but uh, they have got a lawyer to draw up their uh, relationship into some sort of legal framework, and they claim to be married now. Uh, to be married now, polygamy is illegal still in Massachusetts, but uh, uh, you can't blame them for going down this path because uh, that's the logical outcome. And of course, we saw the uh, former High Court uh, Justice Kirby say in the parliamentary inquiries here uh, that these things are a step-by-step process. On Australia's Vision Radio Network, I'm talking to Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby, all about issues that seem to be trending in society at the moment. And Lyle, of course, this often starts on the political stage when certain legislation is implemented. And we've seen a lot of elections in recent days. Most recently, the West Australian Senate election. Of course, that has been rerun now after some dramas in the ballot counting. And there's now going to be a reform of Senate voting after that. Yes, that's right, Tracy. Um, in the wake of last year's federal election and also the Senate rerun in WA, there's been a lot of concern about uh, so-called micro-parties, the potential to uh, game uh, the system, to use that terminology, uh, in Senate elections where uh, micro-parties are set up uh, for the sole purpose of harvesting preferences through the very complex uh, pre- preference arrangements that occur in uh, Senate elections. And um, and uh, this week there's uh, some uh, hearings being held. Uh, the Labor Party and the Liberal Party are putting forward some proposals to reform Senate voting uh, to try and stop um, this sort of activity. And uh, it would seem there's some fairly sensible ideas on the table, such as having a minimum uh, quota that a party must achieve before uh, it's allowed... or Sorry, a minimum percentage of a quota before uh, a party is allowed to receive a preference distribution. So that would still, I think, allow small parties, but um, probably crack down on uh, this practice of of setting up parties purely for the process of harvesting preferences. Let's turn to the Senate, Lyle, where it looks uh, that Clive Palmer's Palmer United Party will hold the the balance of power in the Senate. There's been a bit of furor in the Northern Territory over the last few weeks, and there are three 
MPs now that have uh, decided to go to Clive Palmer's party. That's raised the ire of the Queensland uh, Premier, hasn't it? Yeah, it sure has, Tracey. Uh, Clive Palmer is no doubt on the march. Um, he's looking to expand his party and uh, through the uh, dissident uh, MPs in the um, Northern Territory Legislative Assembly, Alison Anderson, Larissa Lee, Francis Xavier, Karapapu, uh, have all uh, just uh, at the weekend joined Clive Palmer's party. Now, Campbell Newman's uh, saying they're doing it for the money that uh, Clive's offered inducements at the uh, attraction of uh, being associated with a billionaire who can bankroll uh, their political activities is just too too good to be true. Now, that's, uh, you know, we'd have to wait and see. That's impugning their motives, of course, but they're the allegations which Campbell Newman is, uh, is putting out there. But it, it certainly is uh, reshaping the political landscape uh, in Australia uh, with this uh, latest development. And then, of course, we're a couple of weeks out from the federal budget. There's been a lot of talk about what cuts will be made. Uh, Federal Treasurer Joe Hockey this morning has been warned by uh, Chris Richardson from Access Economics saying that uh, he shouldn't take that softly, softly approach. He should do what he needs to do but introduce the changes over the coming years. Yes, look, I think um, people like Chris Richardson are right to point out that uh, we we do need to get our budget uh, under uh, better control. Um, we, we have seen government expenditure blow out. Uh, areas like uh, the pension and uh, welfare payments are, uh, are unsustainable into the future. There's, I think there's no doubt about that on any objective measure. Uh, the point is, how do you um, address uh, the budget? And uh, you, you've either got to cut things or raise taxes. And uh, the dilemma that the government has got itself into is that prior to the election, they said they would... Uh, not cut any taxes. In fact, they'd get rid of a couple, the mining tax and the carbon tax, and they wouldn't cut uh, programs. So uh, Tony Abbott and Joe Hockey really are in a predicament where they're wanting to uh, get the budget under control but have very little room to manoeuvre. There's been a lot of talk about the pension, the aged pension in particular. What do you make of that, Lyle? Do you think it's likely that there will be cuts to the aged pension? I don't think there'll be any cuts uh, anytime soon, certainly not before the next election. But uh, what we uh, uh, will probably see is um, is uh, a move to raise the uh, retirement age or the age at which you can uh, draw a pension um, up to 70. Uh, Labor has already flagged that that would go to 67 uh, when they were in government. Uh, so I, I think we'll see that. What we may well see in the future, and uh, I would suspect perhaps beyond the next election, is uh, a tightening up of eligibility criteria uh, for the pension. Uh, there's no doubt that um, uh, you know, we have a very generous uh, pension system now. Now that that will obviously won't sound good to uh, people who are on the pension because it's uh, it's you know not always easy to live off the pension. But nonetheless, by world standards, uh, our overall welfare system, including the pension, is generous. But it, it's not sustainable, and we're going to have to find other ways to uh, fund our retirement or, or work longer. And plenty to talk about as the federal budget edges ever closer. Lyle, we'll pick that up again next week. Always good to talk to you. Thanks a lot, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.